You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, uh, we're obviously we're all over. We're obviously covering it. Yeah. But uh, this is going to be kind of like an experiment show. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're going to talk about a bunch of stuff I haven't seen. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about a bunch of stuff you haven't seen. Yeah. Um, it, we're covering it, but, uh, you know, the forces conspired. You failed your homework. Week. I, I completely yeah. failed my homework. And basically I have, I'm, I'm working a partial credit cell. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> because I've seen some of it. Yeah. Um, and you know, my five page papers only. Like well, it's like we were both on assignment. So. You're like, yeah. you go to the theater. Right. I'll stay here on the TV. I'll stay here you and know? watch crazy amounts of TV. Right. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to talk about a bunch of TV, and you can talk about it. And then yep. you can uh, listen and respond to the great television shows. I don't know if you've yeah. seen any of them. Some of them, uh, I, I mean, I assume you haven't seen. Right. But some of them that I want to talk about is stuff that is out. I just don't know right. if you like watched Hit, The yeah. Orville. The Orville right. is out right. and happened, but right. did you watch it? No. It was on two different nights, even. Yeah, I saw. Uh, I had plenty of time to. Right. It, yeah, you and DVR. There's no have. excuse, That's right? right. Yeah. Have, well, I was waiting for you your have review. Absolutely no excuse. Yeah. Um, and so we're gonna uh, jump into some TV first and kind of go through it fairly quickly because we're not gonna, you know, really hash out every show. But it's fall and tons of stuff is coming out. Yeah. And and there's. Uh, 8,000 channels. Right. And you need to know what's out there that you should be seeing theoretically. And I did want to mention, because we were talking about American Horror Story oh, yeah. uh, before, yeah. that, you know, the ratings did come out for that. And it's, I can't remember if it's the biggest or it's just below like last season or the season before had like kind of a high point. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was, if it was five or six or whatever, but the premiere had, had kind of the the high mark there, and it it did really really well. Huh. Uh, it might have even beat it and been the most, but I'm not absolutely sure about that. But I think it had something like around six million, wow, uh, or something like that. Um, but it's according to the internet. If you base this on nothing but right. the internet, right? Boy, it seems like people don't like it though. Yeah, right. <laughs> and critics and uh, you know, places you go to consume your entertainment media needs or right, whatever right. cannot stop talking about the show. Yeah, and critics have uh, <laughs> critics have been fairly nice to it overall, uh, but the I internet. Was- 
uh, put like in quotes. Right, right. <laughs> the, you know, the hive mind, right? But, not right. the critic, not the critic's right. corner, but I, the hive mind. I didn't, yeah. uh, you know, conduct any official polling, but you just people looked at like Reddit to uh, really kind of think it's, <laughs> I, you it's know, crazy. I saw it after you I, after I you talked know, about it. I don't know. Two or three or four episodes in, right? At this right. point, if you had to bet just based on the internet's reaction to the show, you right. would have to bet that after about four or five episodes, no one's going to be watching it. Right. Except for, like I said, it's, the hate watchers. It's a strangely, yeah, there. it's a strangely ambitious idea, which is to be more contemporary, even though it, it certainly runs an undercurrent of something else. I watched it after you had talked oh, you about did. it last cool. week, and I was fairly underwhelmed. Well, I hope so. Not just because of uh, not just because of your blistering compliments, but you know, there's if it's forty four minutes long, there's probably seven in there that I really liked, right. and the seven had very little to do with any of the repertoire characters that keep coming back every right. year. You know, Evan and uh, any of them really. There's a thing there that was popular in horror films a few years ago about home invasions. Yeah. You know, that, the others the thing, and things. That right. was this big, interesting thing, and it seemed to have a lot of legs to it. Um, there's an aspect of that episode where the clowns are going into the houses and doing bad clown things. Right, right. And I kind of liked that, especially when the kids saw them. But I didn't like any of the mainstay character stuff. I didn't like the delusions. I didn't like the... The doctor, the psychiatry, right. the, all the build up, it's, the clown, you know, you know the, the election stuff. None of that stuff did anything to me except seem kind of um, pretentious. Like yeah. we're we're scary, and now we're contemporary, and we know we're going to shape kind of what's going on in a in a non political way. It kind of feels like the Steve Bannon of TV is writing this show, like saying, I know what's happening and I'm going to make what I know happen happen right. by effect of making and, it happen. You know, what's weird, weird about, uh, especially like just the first episode, yeah, maybe into the second episode too, but what's really weird about this season of it is that it doesn't seem like it's actually about anything in particular. Right. It's like we just said... Just like a comprehensive fear of things, you know. Right, and it's... Like you have this whole election mm -hmm. thing going on so that we can, you know, like I said, be scared of being alone with the guy with the Trump hat on. Right. That kind of thing. But then you throw in the delusions. Right. And it's right. like, well, wait, now it's not. I mean, she's scared of the delusions she's having. Right. right. But that's not scary. Right. Because. I'm not her. Because you, know? you should be scared. Right, right. Of if that's what you see, you yeah. If you're seeing yeah. crazy things, then of course you're scared. And it's you know it's really a weird trying to mix all these things together. And we're supposed to be scared of the guy who's kind of jumping on the Trump bandwagon, right. Right. Because yeah. he's going to be the cult of personality figure, right? Kind of thing. And we're supposed to be scared of, I guess that you know he feels like now he can run loose right. whatever right and uh, and later there's the part where the nanny yeah like we know about the nanny and right. they don't know about the nanny and ooh i'm on the edge of my seat and it's freaking me out but it's sort of like we've got everything going on at the same time it's yeah. just i don't know it just seems very random anyway it, i thought it would make a really good tales from the dark side episode not 
a season of anything. Right. But that's one episode in. Uh, you know, I, I'm deferring. <clears throat> we have similar stuff um, when it comes to these things. You've seen four or five of the episodes. I haven't. I might watch one more, but if it doesn't do cartwheels, I'm not going <laughs> right, to. I can't. Not I got gonna. other stuff to do. Yeah. It's it's uh, not going to. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so also already available is uh, on FXX, the new season of You're the Worst. <laughs> yeah. And that is seriously uh, one of the best shows. <laughs> it looks so good. There's, it seriously looks awesome. It, it's it's <laughs> hilarious. And what is the best thing about that show going into season four is that seemed like a show yeah. in season one where, you know, you might just have the one season and right. then go, well, I mean, look, how how, <laughs> how, how much, much longer can, can we have this? <laughs> right. These two people hate yeah. everyone and, you know, whatever. <laughs> and and then we have to, then we sort of merge into them actually having a relationship, even though they hate people and relationships yeah. and each other right. to a certain extent <laughs> right. or whatever. And so we go, but every season that comes out of, uh, of the show it's really it's just like uh it just runs with life it's like yeah. look they still exist yeah. stuff still happens <laughs> to them and, and they make it work and it's it's a hilarious show so eat, catch up on it that's or a good one check it out um also already available one mississippi uh has its oh, second yeah. season on amazon it's uh, it, it's tig Nataro mm-hmm. and it's it's basically kind of uh autobiographical ish yeah whatever based on a true story um, yeah except this is you know like right, really right. <laughs> really <laughs> close right um it's such a weird show and in a way it's a little depressing and she is very misanthropic too so we've got that always going for you tying yeah. everything yeah. together right um but you know the first season starts off where basically it it kicks off with she's just come through a couple of different death scares by having a double mastectomy and she yeah. had some other, she has another like kind of intestinal disease of some sort or whatever. And then her mother dies and you know, the right. first episode you're going back to Mississippi <laughs> because her mother died right? and uh, her stepfather and her brother are, you know, kind of crazy and she's yeah. got this, odd radio show that she does in LA but she keeps staying in Mississippi so she keeps she's like doing the radio show from Mississippi for it to air in LA so right. she's borrowing like a radio station right right and uh she keeps leaving but then if the show is going to come on she has to come back yeah <laughs> and the second season she has to come back again yeah so we have to make all that work. And unfortunately, there's only six episodes, but it is still, it is really, really good. Yeah. Uh, she's great. It's a it's a weird show, and I'm, you know, I'm kind of biased towards any show that is, that you think when you hear about it can't make any sense on TV. Right. And if they make that work, because she's a person who does a radio show, and for, uh, fair amounts of time during the show she's just doing her radio show at you right. you're just there almost as though you were listening to the radio show except yeah. that you're watching her in the studio <coughs> and it's a weird radio show even right so yeah <laughs> it's like a radio show that doesn't no, even make weird. sense usually and they don't just do that watching her do it on tv yeah because her radio show is like she just babbles right like yeah. she just tells a story or something 
and then goes, that makes me think of this song, so let's listen to that song. And then she plays <laughs> some music for a while. And so it's very weird anyway. Yeah. And then we're just adopting That's it interesting. onto TV. So Do you remember that old... I don't, you probably do. Remember Gary Cole had that Midnight Caller show? Oh, yeah, yeah. Which was yeah. kind... I mean, it wasn't that exactly was a, that. That was a cool show. That was a cool show, and it didn't run for very long. I don't even know if it had two seasons. I but think it did. I think, I think it, it did, too. a couple of But seasons, he kind of yeah. like... You just heard him do his show sometimes, right? You know, he was just taking calls, right? And, you know, that was that's kind of what it made me think of. But yeah, there were uh, that was actually a really cool show, and there were I mean, sometimes show, there were there were big parts of the show where all of a sudden you go, man, I'm just right. listening to I'm him. I'm just watching him do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was cool. Um, anyway, then we've also got the Orville, like we just mentioned, right? Um, <laughs> which you refuse to watch. Oh, apparently, geez. I'll have to do it. So it's uh, Seth MacFarlane. It is uh, fantastically a ripoff of everything Star Trek. Sure. And it's very strange because early on, like he kept saying, it's not just like a Star Trek parody, which it's not a Star Trek parody exactly because, right. because it's not trying to be that funny yeah. and it's not trying to make fun of Star Trek. Right. It's just... Having fun in that world, it's, right? Yeah, it's just sucking all the Star yeah. Trek stuff. It's like we've got 50 lawyers in the room mm-hmm. at every second going, no, you have to move that line slightly to the left, and then now it's not copyright infringement. I don't right. know how they get away with what's going on on yeah. the show, because everything is so obviously Star Trek. The music right. sounds Star Trek-ish. yeah. yeah. Everything looks like you're watching Star Trek. It's like if you were if, if it was on the screen on the other side of the bar, <laughs> you right. would just assume it's Star Trek because right. it just looks exactly right. like Star Trek. They have the same uniforms. There's a there's a, a not a robot character, but like an AI other species uh, metal robot yeah. sort of alien race, right? Um, that is voiced by a guy who really is just doing a Brent Spiner impression. Right. Right. <laughs> because he just sounds like Data. <laughs> and he's being the robot guy. Right. And a lot of the other characters who are these other races, they look like, and I I mentioned this in my review of the show, and I but I can't get it out of my head. There's no better way to describe it. But it, it looks like people tried to dress up as alien races for, for Halloween. Yeah. But it was people who didn't actually know the show. Right. Like they just, they were forced to go to a Star Trek party that you have to dress up for Halloween. So it's like, they've got the ridges in their skull, like not exactly where it should be. Right. They don't know where all the prosthetics go. They, yeah, yeah, they got like a Bajoran and a Klingon (laughs) costume and just put it all together or whatever. That's awesome. So it's so weird, but, um, it's very unseth McFarlane in a way. Isn't it less funny? How many episodes have you seen? I've just seen the one. Just the one. I saw someone mention that it's less funny, though there's funny stuff near the end, I guess. But it's almost sort of setting up for fun. But it's more drama and more just like casual. It's really more like uh, making a new Star Trek show. Like if they just came out with Star Trek The Orville and it was really a Star Trek show, right? right? Except that... It is. It has moments that are kind of funny. Yeah, you know they're throwing out like goofy, witty banter every once in a while. Right. But what makes it different is that it's almost like 
uh, kind of deep space nine in a way yeah. where <clears throat> we're, you know, we're delving into the personal lives of the people yeah. and, and looking at what we're going to talk about in a little bit different way and go, look, these people are on this, sh- live on this ship. Right. Stuff must happen. Right. As right. opposed to like the real Star Trek shows where, you know, you may see them in the, you may see them eating or right, something, right. but only because they can have a conversation that has to do with the plot or something right. or not. Really. Well, they're on a ship in space and things are going down versus right. like, it doesn't the show have like the stepson, the ex-wife, like the it's, Mr. It's got, it, you it's, know. it starts off with Seth MacFarlane's character walks in on his wife cheating with some alien right. race. That sounds very Seth He MacFarlane. leaves. Then it's like a year later. And he gets his first command of this ship. Yeah. And the next thing you know, uh, he's forced to have her as his second in command. Right. Because captains have no say in things. They have to deal with that. Yeah. Because Starfleet has a sense of humor. Or whoever. (laughs) Right. It's not actually Starfleet. Right. It's something else. Yeah. Um, But it's it's actually. That's interesting. It's a very weird show because it's not good. Right. It's not real good. Right. But I like the idea of it, yeah. and I think it's got. And the the pilot is really tricky because they're trying to establish a ton of stuff, and so they they end up doing it sometimes in kind of lazy ways. Yeah, where uh, you you can even just watch the trailer, and you can see that he starts asking. He's getting introduced to the crew, and he starts asking them all about stuff about what race they are, right. which that would not happen. Right. Right. <laughs> That's, and then they start telling them, they're like, well, yeah, like the one race only has males. Right. And we've got the other, uh, woman who's from a planet where the gravity is way higher. So she's strong and yep. you know, whatever. Right. And he's, he's basically, it, it's like he just woke up in the world himself. Right. right. And he's like, so who are you guys? And yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, that would never happen. Right. Right. But, but still, so it's trying to do too much in, in one episode and it doesn't work that great, but I'm kind of interested in the potential of what's going on in the show. It could be pretty interesting, yeah. really, especially since, you know, I'm going into it thinking, you know, we're going to get like Star Trek Ted, Right, mixed together, right. or right. or whatever, and it's going to be all completely, you know, stupid humor and yeah. weird gags and right. jokes, lots and of digressions, and right. yeah. And it's not; it's really just huh. it's really just like a Star Trek episode, except that you know, goofy stuff happens. Like, right, right. Um, when she first arrives, they go into his office, and we hear them fighting, and then you 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 like cut to the bridge and everyone can like hear them. Yeah. And so they're all talking about it and they're right. Right. And, uh, and the one guy, uh, who's the race that only has males, he's like also apparently kind of part Vulcan cause he's very serious. And right. He's really, oh yeah. Right. Whatever. And so he's like, we should not be talking about this. And the other guy sitting at the helm is like, Oh no, we're talking about this. And, <laughs> right. And you know, so it's like, there's funnier stuff in there, but it's not crazy, goofy humor. Yeah. And it's just kind of going through the Star Trek thing. We have to do motions. It's very right. weird. Right. Um, it is, however, uh, like looks like for your average TV show is got kind of a lot of budget going on. It's got a bunch of special effects stuff you have to do. Right. 
Some of it is not very good, but still, <laughs> it costs money. So I'm thinking this show has to do pretty well. What's and it this did. running on? It, it did. Um, is it FX? I, I don't. God, remember. is it Netflix? Is it some? No, no. It's uh, it's like ABC it's a it's like or... a station, right? Um, maybe it's just Fox. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think it might be Fox. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we're in the know and we right. we, we <laughs> right. know these things. Right. Um. But it actually looks weirdly mm. interesting. And the ratings are already in for the first show. And it did do pretty good. It, did. it yeah. didn't do awesome. Right. But it did pretty good. But it's a show that's kind of tricky to invest in until you get a few episodes in. Because it's kind of going to have to have a pretty decent right. uh, set of ratings for the first few episodes before yeah. they're going to commit to any more. Right. Because it's got to be kind of expensive. Yeah. So, yeah. Plus, it's got tons of people in it. Yeah, I was just so looking at the. Pay, you're I was paying at the cast. tons of people, right? It's got. A I mean, it's bunch, got a lot. It's got a bunch of interesting guest stars coming up too over the next few episodes. So anyway, yeah. Uh, so there's that. Uh, Outlander came back. Uh, that's already been out. The third season of Outlander, which is uh, still as good and a hugely popular show. So I don't even know where that's going to go, but. Um, the third season, it's no surprise. If you're a fan of that, you already know everything about it, right? But it's still really good. It's yeah. uh, fun and crazy, and I don't know. It's like, to me, it's a lot better than the books, although everyone will now right. probably put my head on a spike. But, <laughs> sure. Um, it, it just moves through things in a better way for me, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Top of the Lake, China Girl, that's basically already come and gone because they did like this massive three-night. Yeah. Uh, they did like uh, episodes one and two at the same time, three, and it's only oh, six right. episodes. Yeah. Man, it, if you missed it, don't. I did. Don't search for it yeah. anywhere. <laughs> it, is, it, it was bonkers. I know a lot of people liked it, but it was a uh, very weird show. Huh. Uh, moving on to a few other things. Um, the mayor is coming in like October, but ABC has the show, uh, the pilot of the show online right now. You can watch. Hmm. It's not great, but it's not as bad as I expected it oh, to be yeah, from watching right. the trailer. Yeah. Um, I hated the trailer. I remember seeing the trailer and, and being really think, put off by it. Uh, you know, we talk about this sometimes with movies, and for whatever reason, I don't know I don't know who's in charge of what audience they think they're getting, um, but man, when I watched the trailer, I wrote that show right off. Yeah. And uh, when I watched the pilot, though, it's not that bad. Yeah. It's got, um, you know, it's not great. I don't love it, um, but it's got uh, characters who are being a lot more interesting than it seems like they're going to be right. from the trailer. Right. The trailer makes it look like we're really just going kind of goofball and it's just going to be, uh, I came up with some, you know, one-liners and I'm going to try and fit them into this. Right. Stu- Squeeze it into this box. premise that I have. Well, I, even the premise where it was like the struggling hip hop artist runs for mayor to right. promote or sell his like music or his mix right. and he wins. And I'm like, you know what? Okay. So now we're going to see a lot of this for the next <laughs> right. year and a half where, a reality TV star runs for a major office, wins, and now hilarity ensues. Right. Like, I, I, I guess. And I think I think it's actually really funny uh, that this coincides so closely in time with 
Kid Rock, sure, <laughs> and all that, sure, like that just that just happened to come up. Like he saw promos for it and went, "Hey, uh, man, I can do that. Yeah, I can be senator. <laughs> I don't know, right." Uh, anyway, so uh, check that out. That's online, weird that though. that's better than it was because I I saw the trailer too and I went, "Nope, yeah, I'm not, you don't even casually interesting to me now, right?" But man, yeah, it 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 builds a little bit of potential and uh, it has some interesting people in it. It's got, um, I can't remember her name, but it's got, uh, I want to say Leah, uh, from just Glee yeah. is on it. And it's got, uh, people from like community and uh, anyway. uh, Leah Michelle. Yeah. It's anyway. Got- yeah. It's, it's, it's got some good people in it and yeah. to a certain extent, um, it made me willing to give it a chance. Yeah, so it's, you're it's in for still, at least another episode still, or two. You know, not great, but right. it's a lot different show than I expected. <laughs> that's so funny. that's always that's, that's hard to deal with when you watch something, right? Yeah, it's like when you see a trailer, like we're talking about for movies, and all of a sudden you start watching the movie and you go, "What the hell?" Like, right, right. <laughs> this movie. Now, that's not what I saw. Now all of a sudden you're like, "How good is it?" Right, and you go, well, well, "I don't know." Now <laughs> I thought I knew before right. before I saw any of it. Yeah. Uh. Vice Principles is uh, back in a few oh, days yeah. on HBO. Right. And Did that, you like that? That is a show that I know, that is like a weird, sad black hole of HBO, right? Yeah. Because a lot of, sh- you know, HBO obviously has huge, huge shows that get, you know, millions and millions of, of viewers. Yeah. And I know that there were people watching Vice Principles, but I don't feel like there was anywhere near the buzz about it or people talking about it that I expected once I watched it. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Once I once I really got like halfway through the season and, and was watching it, that show is hilarious. Yeah. And it's very odd and it's dark. And so it has a lot of features of it that are limiting its uh, total, you know, market impact. Place, right? Yeah, right. Because there are some people who are going to watch it and go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no thanks. But uh, Walton Goggins in it See, is I love him. just he's awesome, awesome. Yeah, um, and he is playing this really weird, you know, like the other guy who's going for vice principal, right. And I would say that he's playing a character that you don't expect or you've never seen him do before, but he's done everything before, so it doesn't really work, especially if you saw him on, like, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, right. (laughs) But but he's playing this, you know, like, kind of weird other character who's trying to, you know, like, undercut... um, everything that goes on at the school basically and yeah he's, he's sort of like mildly effeminate but he's married <laughs> and he's a little psycho too and and he's great but the show is hilarious and uh so that's coming back in a few days and it's such a bonkers look at a show that takes place in a in a high school right you hardly ever get anything about what happens in the high school, right? <laughs> right. It's a hundred percent all of the, you know, stuff going on behind the scenes, the the 
crazy political struggle that happens in trying to have or be the principal or vice principal. I mean, it's the vice principals who want to become principal and take over the school and everything. Right. They bring in like they are kind of co-temporary principals. Yeah. And they're like vying for the job. And all of a sudden the school district brings in this, you know, like the world famous like the principal yeah. To, yeah. to take over and become <laughs> principal. And now they both work for her. So now they've got to try and get rid of her. Yeah. And it's the enemy oh, of man, my enemy. So funny. Yeah. yeah they So, the, yeah. So yeah, they like team up. That's a riot in order to uh, get rid of her, but they can't stand each other. So right. they're like teaming up, but they keep, you know, the, it only lasts for <laughs> yeah. you know, a few days at a time. And then they're not working to, together again. And then all of a sudden, nope, wait, right. we're, we're, we're both again. screwed now. Yeah. So now we have to, and it, it's, but it's really, really funny. That's cool. Anyway. And then, uh, the good place is, uh, coming, I think this Sunday, maybe, uh, it's like the 20th. I don't, I don't yeah. remember the, the dates. Maybe it's, I'm pretty sure it's the 20th though. I don't know what day that is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, but you haven't seen it. I haven't. <laughs> and so I can't spoil anything for anyone. Um, if you read my review online of the second season, I kind of spoil the whole oh, yeah. first season. Wednesday. So if you don't know anything about the first season, uh, don't read anything about it. Yeah. Because uh, not only is it the, a crazy premise, but there's kind of like a big you know, reveal. There's actually a few different big reveals throughout the episode. Yeah. Or throughout the season. But then as the season ends, there's like kind of a big thing. So if there's any chance that hasn't been spoiled for you already, you don't want to spoil, right. want it to uh, spoil it. But that's coming back. And if you ever liked that show, even a little bit, you're going to love the second right. season. It's a whole other world. And uh, like I was just telling you before we went on the air, you can tell when you get a few episodes into the second season... Because when the first season ends, you think the show's over. Right. It doesn't make any sense to go on with the show anymore. But when the first, when you get into the second season a couple episodes, you realize that this is really the show that we were trying to make the whole time. Yeah. This is the show we wanted to start with. And either creatively we decided that we couldn't figure out how to make it work in a good enough way or some guy in a suit giving you money said, look, you can't just start there. Right. But whatever it was, you know, we, we kind of backwards went into the thing and said, okay, we have to have like a first season yeah. and, and set everything up. And then we can go into the real show that we want. And it's, it's fan. It's better yeah. than it ever was. That's and awesome. It's a uh, awesome, hilarious show. And then uh, just a couple more real quick. On the 19th, the Jim Jeffrey show on HBO comes back. Right. Uh, that only – that had like kind of a limited thing. I think actually he was like not available to do his own show. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and had to take a break, <laughs> right, from from making the HBO show. But it's just like his talk show. It was a fair amount of buzz behind and, and him it, in and that. And it's mostly just him. Yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah, it's, I know he's taken a, a different... really good show. It's like a resurgence I love, of him. I love he's that been around. show, but you have to basically, like, uh, you know, Trump supporters, like, need not apply. Right, right. I mean, right. It's specifically <laughs> it's, against it, them. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very yeah. democratic. It's right. outlook. Yeah. <laughs> and 
Although, you know, he takes shots at Democrats, too. And sure. Things that they do. But for the most part, right. it's just like Trump writes his show. Right. And yeah. he just kind of reacts yeah. to Trump writing his show. Um, but it's really good. You should check it out. And then on the 25th, getting into like really new shows a little bit more, uh, The Good Doctor comes out. And that's another show that I just want to mention. What is that? Uh, because it's the... Uh, basically kid with autism who's a doctor that's what i thought okay and he's you know super genius yep and really surprisingly there are some people who work at the hospital who don't think it's a good idea for the autistic person to like be a surgeon right and uh they're not especially open-minded about the idea yeah (laughs) right and so then conflict and whatever And this is another show that I wanted uh, just to talk about real quick because, like the mayor, although this show I think is better than the mayor, but (laughs) like the mayor, this is a show that I watched the trailer and I kind of rolled my eyes and went, oh, hooray. Right. Um, But it's actually pretty good. Um, Hmm. It's it's weirdly, um, I don't know, see, here's where you go wrong in doing that, potentially, is that people might watch the trailer for the mayor and think that looks awesome. Right. <laughs> and right. then they get the actual show and go, but this isn't that good. Right. Yeah. So it, you know, it's double edged sword there, I guess. Right. Cause you get people like me who say, well, that's not so bad. <laughs> um, I wonder if there might not be people who tune into the good doctor who watch the trailer and think that looks awesome and then get the show and go, Oh, that's not the show I thought it was going to be. Right. But it's, you know, it's a lot more subtle than the trailer, even though there's only so subtle you can be with the autistic genius who were trying to convince people to let him be their doctor. Yeah. When we have trouble convincing them that we would leave him alone. Right. Right. <laughs> or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but it's a, it's a pretty solid show and it's from uh, the creators of stuff like house. And right. so it's, you know, it's not kind of out of nowhere. It's people who have proven they know what they're doing. Medical dramas. Shows. Yeah. It's got a lot of really good actors around the central figure. Yeah. Um, and, the best part about the show for me is that, uh, you know, like there's in the trailer, there's one part where he says something like you're really arrogant or something. I yeah. think that makes you a better surgeon right. or whatever. Right. And there are people in the show who are pretty obnoxious. Um, but the people who are like the opposing view are not just all assholes, you know? Right. So, right. I mean, because that would be, that'd be too boring as black hat, you know, yeah, twisting yeah. mustache. Right. right. So, uh, <clears throat> it's worth, that one's definitely worth checking out. So that's the 25th. Okay. Uh, that's all the TV shows I got to babble about. And that was a really long time. So that uh, wasn't that bad. It. it. Yeah. You haven't seen it. So you, gave I don't know if I could like, babble for, I don't know if I could uh, babble forever ten. about it. <laughs> it, um, it's really interesting, Part, partially, partially because it was a book, partially because it was a miniseries that strangely had like a weird cult following, right? And partially because it's neither of those. Now, um, I wound up giving it an eight out of ten, and 
and it, it it's it's a really weird one. A lot of people have been. I mean, it's killing at the box office. Oh yeah, and, it's breaking like every record it can. And the the interesting news about it is, um, you know how much how much of a record setting film would it have been if the hurricanes hadn't happened? You know, because right, right. it took out two major states with right. Texas and Florida. And uh, I mean, those people had other things to do than to go to a horror film. They were living one, but um, yeah, I've had a lot of people ask. Uh, up front, like, you know, it looks scary. Will I like it? Is it, is it all of these things? And I, and I just usually start off by asking them, did you like the book? Did you read the book? Did you read the book? I read the book. It was ages ago, right? Yeah. That's when I, I mean, I read it forever ago. I read the book ages ago. And I have to say, um, even though I'm not going to like give a rating because I've, I've only seen some of the film, (laughs) right? Right. Um, but I should say that Every time we do this, right? Like horror is not my thing. Yeah, and horror books are really not my thing. Right. Even I, I can imagine more even so, way more than movies. Yeah. So it, it's kind of weird because I'm actually a big Stephen King fan. Yeah. Unless it's horror, right? Like everything he writes that's the non horror, right? I'm like, well, this is great. Yeah. Uh, right. And there's stuff that, you know, like The Stand is right. like not horror, right? But it's still odd yeah it's still in like a different genre when you got dudes turning into birds you know right right? yeah um but yeah so i read the book ages ago and i'm sure unless there's some really interesting reason i won't read it again because yeah this doesn't really do anything for me no and it's at times in the book what i do remember about it is that it's like creepy and weird yeah in a way that i don't need Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, the fun litmus test over this has been, and you saw the It miniseries oh, yeah, forever yeah. ago, and did you like that? or It was okay, but it was... Uh, I mean, I know I'm asking you to remember a day like 20 years ago. Yeah, I know. But I mean, because um, I haven't know, seen the it. The miniseries for me was weird too, because I did watch that when it was on, and, you know, I feel like it was okay, but it was a little like a weird... Spice Girls moment for me. Like it was almost like I liked it because I didn't like it. Yeah, kind of. A th- like yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't really scary. It was I really mean, it campy was, back was, then. Yeah. In ninety, I guess it was ninety. It was still campy then, and it's been rerunning. You know, it's on the coattails of its right. It's you know of its namesake but it, now. Even before this came out, it had had like a yeah. cult following for and quite it's a all while, because right? and it's not because of John Ritter. It's not because of Harry Andrews. It's not because of Annette O'Toole. It's not because of you know Richard Dean Andrews. None of these people. It's because of Tim Curry. Right. Okay. And and the three questions that I've asked everybody, and I haven't been wrong yet, which is, you know, if you liked the miniseries, did you like Tim Curry? And most everyone that did, did. Because right. everybody else is just camping it up for ABC, at, you right, know, 30 right. years ago. I feel like if you liked the book and you loved Tim Curry, you stand a lesser shot of liking this movie. Right. Because it's almost like... And I'll get to this film again in a second, but we've got we've got some time to blab. Um, in a weird way, to stay topical anyway, it's kind of like when they redid The Shining. You know, they had Stephen Weber from Wings. They had Rebecca De Mornay. Uh, Stephen King famously hated Stanley Kubrick's version, right. and it mostly had everything to do with Kubrick's take on the story, but Jack Nicholson being on eleven to start the film with—that's crazy, right? And 
nobody, very few people liked the remake because Jack Nicholson wasn't in it. Right. You know, his performance dominates the film in a way that is almost impossible. You don't even want to recreate it. It's just almost impossible to sidestep. In this, you know, Skarsgård as Pennywise is actually quite effective and at times frightening, but he's not Tim Curry. Right. Because it's not 1990 and he's not, He's not like over, it's not overacting because I saw some snippets of Tim Curry again and I just look at it and go, well, that's that's a scary clown. But even when I saw it in, you know, in 90, I didn't think that that was necessarily it from the book either. I just thought that's a scary clown. Right. You know. Right. The, the version that's out now, when people are like, you know, I don't know if I could watch this horror movie. I'm telling them it's not a horror movie. It, it, it actually is kind of two films, and that's where it succeeds most of it. Um, it's like a coming-of-age story, kind of like Stand By Me. Right. It, one good thing about King's stuff is you can self-reference his own stuff everywhere. You don't have to be like, it's <laughs> right. kind of like Looper if it was done by you know Stephen King. No, I can, I can find a million Stephen King references. The film works best when it handles the story of the kids, and right. that's because the cast is amazing. You know, it... It's hard enough to get, especially for a guy like you, who's reasonably critical of kids and horror films. You because right. you've always said, or just and it stuck film. with me because they often well in a horror movie it stuck with me because you're like that kid has to pretend to be possessed by somebody who's a few hundred years old and they haven't even gotten out of the third grade yet. Right, right. they don't have the life set you know the skill set or the life experiences to even know what they're pretending they have to do. Right. That is hard in a horror film because they kids are usually the foil for things in horror films. The best part of this is they didn't just cast one or two great kids. They got seven great kids that also have chemistry with each other. And the foundation of the film and its success rests almost entirely on them. Because ultimately in a in a in any type of scary film it works best if you care about the characters. Right. Unless you're really in it for like, uh, you know, like Jaws 9 and you really just want to see him right. munch on people. Right. Or how many different ways can someone get attacked by Jason? Right. Then or you're on the side of the bad guy anyway. the cat anyway, jumps on the piano, that's really what you like want. that. Right. But in, in this film, you actually wind up caring about at least one or two of the kids and by proxy, maybe more. So you're, you're really worried when they're in danger, despite knowing the book. Um, but I, I'm telling people more that it's not a horror film and I didn't give it an eight out of 10 because it didn't scare me because I'm a hard, I'm a bit of a hard sell, but it's more of a monster movie. You know, it is basically like the, the vampire in the scary house at the top of the hill, you know, and we've got to go get him because the town's in danger. It's more like that. And that might be that might be good or bad, depending on what you're going to the movie for. Right. Because I think if people are going to a movie and it's yeah, this looking is, like it's, this. This is definitely a movie, too, that everyone is uh, going to have different responses right. to it based on what they bring to it. Yeah. Because if you read the book. Right. And that's why, old, that's why I'm asking the them. Show, yeah. If you know nothing. If you know about nothing about nothing, it. If, you're, right? if you go into this film and you're not scared of clowns and you don't know the story, I think it's probably still affecting... It is, it is like some of the most recent adaptations, though. It, it is in some ways like a movie for people who've read the book. Not right, for right. people who've seen the miniseries. Um, 
but there are there are so many great things that Skarsgård does. Um, even in the opening scene, which doesn't spoil anything, um, there's a little boy. You see it in the trailer. A little boy is chasing a paper boat, and it goes down right. the sewer, and he meets Pennywise. And in in the '90 version, Tim Curry is just like so frighteningly out of place that that is kind of scary. But you're like, kid, don't talk to a grown man. You know, right, right. Skarsgård kind of looks like a kid you know, in, in this version. And the, the conversation that he has isn't necessarily frightening to Georgie until it gets frightening. Right. But there are these, there are these subtle things. Like there's a, there's a way that he's looking at Georgie when he's talking to him and he's looking at him like he's lunch. Right. Right. And, and there's a, there's a reptilian thing that he does in, it, Georgie's telling him like, I can't talk to strangers. My dad tells me these things. And Pennywise's jaw just drops like a little bit, and a little bit of drool comes. He's salivating at right, getting right. this kid, and and it's actually kind of like scary, like right. in that moment. But the movie does a few things that that are unfortunate. Um, it gives away too many things in the trailer. Um, I think the stuff that you see later in the movie when um, it's necessary to be frightened is desensitized like when pennywise runs and in the trailer you see him shaking and all wobbly it didn't have as much of an effect because you'd seen it in the trailer right. in the film it would have been great if you didn't know that was coming right, right um there's a couple things that they do later in the trailers that are a little bit misleading too but um i, I talked about it being basically two films the other film is about pennywise not about his backstory but about like him going after these kids and doing all these problem uh doing all these murders and and less is more and they didn't follow that like they they show too much pennywise to the point where even in one point he goes all goldfinger like he's basically telling the kids like well this is what i need you for right, and right. this is why you can't leave and i'll become super powerful and i'll sleep for 27 you know he really gives out his master plan and i was just watching it going it looks beautiful but you got to shut up you, right. you can't keep telling me these things you've either got to be scary or absent but you can't be chatty right. you know because <laughs> right. a chatty pennywise even with fangs in your mouth and the weird way you're looking at me that's not that's really not it you right, know right. um uh it's, it al it's it always a, it always makes me think of um the really old like late 80s movie yeah. dragon slayer right where you like never see the <laughs> dragon right forever right? yeah and uh you know in some theory of how things work that could be as much a result of the less we show the dragon, the right. less it costs us. But right. it was so much more effective to have all of this, I'm really near the dragon, right? or here's like a dragon scale, yeah. and we never actually see the dragon until way later. Yeah, And I just I so often feel like so many movies like just don't get that right, right. like right. it's scarier to not know yeah when you're watching a movie well, or to not see it to, you know like yeah. the more however scary a pennywise you make and whatever it is he looks like and how scary it is the more i look at him right the more i'm just like okay fine that's him and right it's just, <laughs> right know? Well, there, there's an interesting thing you know there's, there's okay so there's a couple things that bothered me about it it's um 
for a long movie, it rushes through things sometimes real quickly. And and it doesn't seem like it needs to be. I actually can't remember 100%. Yeah, it's two hours and 15 minutes. I think probably like probably like seven or eight of it is at least credits. So it's over two hours. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's in the book that they're trying to adapt. But they when it it's so weird because they'll be, and you'll see, you know, I know you'll see it eventually. There are scenes where they adapt like great swaths of the book in like five or 10 minutes. And then there's like a thing in the book and they like stay on it. And they do that. And it's <laughs> weird. Like they stick on the it book. for like 10 minutes. Right, and I'm right. like that, you, you know, there's a, there's another thing in the book that's really interesting that um, Pennywise as a monster, he's, he's kind of like a Horcrux. Like he, he gets into the town, into the sewers and he just kind of like by being there and by being awake makes everybody that's bad worse and makes everybody that's kind of good or decent just kind of indifferent or slightly bad. Right. There's this there's this theme of the losers club which is all the kids and they say it outright in the film like they do in the book that if they stay together they can defeat the clown. And the metaphor there is that they see all the adults in town not staying together and letting the evil get the best of them. You know, and that's one of the big recurring things that happens, you know, throughout the story. And they focus on it just right in, in the right places. But in other places, like one of the, the, you know, it is the big bad guy, but there's a bully kid, Henry Bowers. And he is also, like we say sometimes, he just starts at 11. Or, right. or he's really close to 10, and it just takes two scenes to push him to 11. He hasn't, he hasn't really earned the stuff that he does in the movie the way he, he earns it in the book. Right. You know? But the book's a 1,000 pages. He right. ought to earn it. But those things are kind of noticeable only because the subtlety of everybody else's story. And again, you got seven kids. You don't want to spend a lot of time on some other kid. You you deftly handle like several of them all at once too. Um, there's there's some really funny '80s and '90s music jokes that they sneak in that are the most effectively disarming and character revealing, and they do it in like three seconds. And you're like, oh my god, I know that kid left and right. Right. And why that kid's getting picked on now makes perfect sense. Um, and yet then they dwell on these other really strange things later, but, um, it's kind of interesting to see the film, um, so soon after the dark tower in, yeah. in, in the regard that the dark tower is by consensus, pretty disappointing. And it is next to the stand next to it. It's the big thing for King fans. And it was just thrown together you know, with all the problems that we've mentioned before, but they drop in all these Easter eggs, all these cameo appearances to try to get you to have interest. Now, a month later, we're looking at this other uh, huge thing for King's work, and there's no real Easter eggs. You know, there's, I mean, there's a little Pennywise joke that you see that's all over the internet, um, but mostly it's about the focus of character, story, narrative, and pacing, and that takes care of everything. Right. And it, and it makes it really, really enjoyable for the most part. Right. Um, by, by itself, it, everybody should probably know now that um, it's done so well it was getting a sequel. And the yeah, idea yeah. was it would probably get a sequel anyway because anyone who's read the book or seen the movie, uh, the miniseries, knows that the story exists in two ways. Uh, the kid's story and then they come back as adults again to fight, the, to fight it. And this is really just the kid's story. Right. And it sets up so perfectly that if it had bombed or if nobody had ever really been interested in it, it's a standalone film. Right. It, right. It, it's 
kind of weak at the end in a way that it didn't need to be, but that's because you know they're going to do it again. Right. Um, but for the most part, it's actually, in a strange way, kind of surprisingly fun. And again, it's mostly because of the, because of the kids and it, almost wholly on one kid, Finn Wolfhard, who's in Stranger Things. People will recognize him immediately. Right. He carries like a lot of the emotional gravity through the humor and... The, I've had people come out of the film and they said, you didn't tell me it was going to be that funny. You know, right. I mean, it's, it is really funny and he gets like all the best lines. So, right. um, well, and, uh, I haven't seen all of it, but like I said, I've seen, um, you know, you've seen pro- a chunk, you've seen, seen a fair probably amount, probably like 40 minutes or yeah. whatever. And you know what, what I took away from what I did see of the movie and it's interesting that it's just directly tied to stranger things. Yeah. But it made me think a lot of Stranger yeah. Things. It's got a lot of what should make it be automatically put in horror, mm-hmm. except that it doesn't seem super horror. Right. Like Stranger Things, I guess, is clearly horror. Yeah. It's got crazy aliens eating yeah. people and right. shit like that. So how yeah. could it not be horror? Um, except that anything to do with horror is not that interesting about it. I right. Mean, apart I from maybe like building tension a lot right. or whatever. Yeah. But you know, just it, it's like hanging out with these kids is like what the right. show is really about too. Yeah. And I thought stranger things was great. Yeah. The closer that got to the end, the less interested I was really. Right. But it was still, it was, uh, it it was wild and fun and screwy and it actually could build tension. And one of the things that I thought was great about stranger things that I, you know, to me sort of translated into what I've seen about it. Yeah. Is that what stranger things could do was take some stuff that if you told people it was in the movie, they would go, well, but you're not going to make that scene tense. <laughs> right, right. And then that you go, oh, yeah? Right, yeah. And then, and then they do it. And yeah. you watch it and you go, wow, that that really somehow should not work, but yeah. it's working. And there was a lot of that in It. Yeah. With whenever you're around the kids and they're doing uh, things that are just making you really uncomfortable right. or making you really worried for them. Where you try to like pull back out of that scene and go, that's gimmicky and right. cheesy right. and stuff, and that should not work. And yet it's working, um, and you know, to a large extent, because it's actually managing to get you into those kids. Yeah. Yeah. Which is part of the thing that I always hate about virtually all horror movies is that what they do is they go, This is like the cheerleader. Right. Now you know all you need to know about right. her. Because you've known That's a cheerleader. All I care. Right. That's all you need to know. That's yeah. as much as I, ca- right. I care yeah. if you know who this person is. Yeah. And then something happens to her and you go, uh-huh. Right. Right. <laughs> or, right. or something's about to happen to her. And, yeah. And, you know, half the time in, uh, you know, your average to less than average horror films, you're, like, practically rooting right. for it. Like, right. That's half of, half of horror movies are almost like what well, you're cheering for the bad guy going, I want to see some blood or right. I want to see something creepy right. and gory happen, yeah. right? And when you don't know how you're setting up characters to try and be one version of horror versus the other, yeah. right? Then then you just don't 
do anything with the characters. And in in this one too, in it, uh, you know, I'm not even like watching the whole movie, and I'm already liking all the right, kids. Right, and the kids are great. They they yeah. seriously are the dry. And it's not just Finn. You know, the girl who plays Bev is actually in kind of a she's super great because she gets the whole transition between, you know, whether I'm a, a girly girl stereotypically or a tomboy, whatever, I'm actually becoming, you know, teenager now. So I'm changing right. and it's about that transition and what you bring with you and how to stop being a kid and films that are like this almost always have like, you know, one kid, if you have just one or two, but there's usually one kid who's like, I'm just going to tell my dad, you know, or I got to get my mom. Like there's a, it, it's smart enough to recognize why that's a crutch and it takes it away. Like, cause you see right. the adults, they're no help and they, and they recognize this and they say it, which is kind of like in stranger things, the kids feel more Spielbergian, like we can do this. We're the kids. Right, right. But in this, it's like, well, even if we went to an adult, all they're going to do is like throw me down the sewer anyway. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of fun stuff that that happens in the film, and I've had a lot of people say, you know, I I can't go to that movie. I don't I don't want to be like I don't want to go see a real scary film. And I'm like, well, are you like scared clowns. of clowns? Are you scared <laughs> of clowns? And they're like, no, not really. And I'm like, did you see Stranger Things? They're like, oh yeah, I love Stranger Things. And I'm like, Stranger Things is scarier than this. Right. Like it actually is. Um, for me anyway, the film, and it's like what you said before. The longer the movie went the less frightening it is, even though it builds to like this kind of scary duel with the monster, with the kids and people are really in danger, but it didn't, it didn't, it's not that it didn't earn it. It's just that I've seen too much of Pennywise now. He's not quite like Freddy Krueger later in the films where he's more quipping and jokey, but he was a lot scarier when I just didn't have to see him. And, and it's also part of, um, in a weird throwback to what we were saying about American Horror Story, like what's really frightening in the book, and they they hit a lot of it in the film, is they don't trust what they're seeing. Like they don't always see Pennywise somewhere trying to eat them. They see, you know, a really scary situation, and then suddenly like a red balloon is there, and they realize, oh, I might be hallucinating all of this. Like they can't tell what's real and what isn't. Um, and those are the more effectively chilling things, but... Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm curious. I think. I think I probably because I like horror films a little more than you. I think I'll wind up liking it a bit more than you. Right. But I'd be surprised if you came back and you're like, man, I don't know what film you saw. This is like a three at best. <laughs> right. But I've seen some real hard reviews on it, <clears throat> and I think it's like what you said in the beginning. I think they came into the film expecting something absolutely different. Right. Either they didn't read the book, or they just see everyone going gaga over a horror film and they expect to get their hair scared white. Right. That that's not going to happen. And and you know the other like we were talking about the kids and you mentioned my dislike of kids. Yeah. And that's another reason that from what I've seen of this anyway um and I, you know I've seen a fair amount of the kids doing stuff. Yeah. Um <clears throat> like with stranger things the reason that it works I think for me is that it you know like if you think about stranger things they don't ask the kids to do anything that you're going to go, what? Yeah, right. Like they, you know, the problem is, um, you know, it's like when you're watching some singing competition show and there's some really young person singing like, you know, some 
Joan Baez <laughs> right, ballad yeah, about right. the smoky voice yeah. of her life yeah. and the, you know, whatever. They sing these songs that are about like this deep, you know, crushing emotions or some something like that. Like somebody somebody writes a song yeah. about getting divorced after <laughs> 20 years of marriage right and the struggles that that creates or whatever and then some nine-year-old sings it right and you're like i mean your voice is pretty but right 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 you <laughs> like, lost an ice cream you don't know what anything I don't, is i don't yeah. believe anything right. you're doing right um and you can't get me to and in a lot of horror movies there's stuff where the the kids have to act for one reason or another in ways that you're like, what the hell? Right. And I mean, they right. don't pull it off. And in this one, yeah. And like in Stranger Things, basically all they have to do is be freaked out. Right. Right. <laughs> all yeah. they have to do is yeah. like be scared of stuff. Yeah. They don't have to, you know, try and uh, be these other bigger like more metaphoric characters that they're trying to also you know carry all this baggage of the themes the movie wants to bring forward or something like that they just have to do what they're doing and be believable at being actual people right and be believable at being scared and freaked out or whatever and uh in this one what i've seen uh specifically of it uh, some of the best stuff is that you uh, you believe that kids talk like that. Yeah. Because that's, you know, another thing is all of a sudden they'll be talking like, you know, they're juniors at Harvard or right. something. Yeah. And, you know, Pennywise will do something and somebody will, will respond by, you know, whatever, giving right. you some big soliloquy on the state of the world or yeah. something. Or even just when they're hanging out, talking to each other, they're actually, you know, uh, their dialogue is some script manufactured explanation so the audience can hear someone say something that they need to know or something like that yeah and in this one you know you just believe that they actually talk like that you believe that they're actually just kids who are in a weird situation and (laughs) it's i think it's surprising just in what i've seen of this and in stranger things it's surprising how much more effective everything actually is yeah if you just believe that, you know, these are actual people that it's happening to. Right. Because, right. man, you get so, in, in any horror movie, you, you can get so distanced from everything so quickly. Right. If, you know, horror movies are actually really hard yeah. to get you to experience what you're supposed to experience. Right. Because it's just the nature of the beast that it's so easy to get distanced from it and just go, well, whatever. And right. now it's not like you're having an experience. It's like you're, you know, looking at a picture right. of something. Right. And you're commenting. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Right. It'll be it'll be also interesting for you. And I mean, longtime listeners of the show would know anyway. We're we're in Derry. I mean, right. Right. We're in the city that the book is based on, and. It's kind of fun. I like, hear, I hear it's there kind are of a few fun. things that happen in the movie too, and I don't yeah. know that I really saw any of them. But I hear there are a few things in the movie where it is actually very 
Bangor specific yeah, like, or something. Like there's an, there's enough of them, you know, the the movie, the book more the, again, it glosses over a fair number of things in the book because the book is just so long and the movie has to be condensed, um, at least this version of it. But <clears throat> um, you know, for people that read the book or remember the the miniseries, the Barons is where the kids hang out, and right. that's actually the gate to some of the sewers. The Barons looks just like it does here in the city. Right. You know, um, the city is the strangest thing that I could tell someone about Derry in the movie is that it looks just like our city if our city looked different. And right. I know that's absolutely <laughs> fortune cookie stupidity. But right. if our city wasn't laid out the way it is, if it was just laid out differently, it'd look just like that. And by that, I mean they have the scope and the size of the city, the populace, right? Like we're not a metropolis. The, the neighbor, the, but we're not the Mayberry. Neighborhoods and how right. They are it and actually, everything. like the right. distance between in our, if we went downtown right now, the distances between the stores to the big church steeple, right. they got it right. Right, like, right, it, I mean, right. it is actually the same scale. It's just a different layout. Right. Um, you'll see certain landmarks in the in the story um, and in the film. And when I saw it, I saw it in Bangor. Um, they get several of them right. One of them they got, they had to do differently. I get it. But one of them was so off that the audience laughed. <laughs> and no one outside of Bangor, Maine is going to laugh <laughs> no, at this because no one's going to no know. Going but if you're from Bangor, if you've been here, you're going to see... Paul Bunyan, you're going to be like, what is, what is that? <laughs> oh, that's Because it's the same thing, but it's totally different. Right. You know, but this, the stuff like there's a water tower in the book that's very important. And, you know, it's actually our water tower, which is right. a weird thing. When you see it, you'll know they digitally put it in there. Like it's there. Oh, it's right, ours. Right, right. Like it's really weird. But in a strange way, like part of, I'd be amiss if I didn't say like part of the rating, like it gets like a half star just because they got my city right. <laughs> You know, I had a lot of fun with the film. And again, I think it's so front loaded with character and narrative and humor and, you know, just great relationships and motivations, at least as far as kids can have motivations, that it covers over the stuff that in the end starts to slip away a little bit. And right. and it's really hard to make a film, especially a horror film, solid all the way through, because by the time you get to the end, you know, it's going to be a lot of hocus pocus or read the right, book backwards right. or whatever like that's usually not where the payoff is the payoff is usually well before that and and i just had a lot of fun with it cool. you know so but yeah i i'm i'm psyched for when you get to it I, you'll probably be well i i'll write yours down i like writing your yeah, reviews right. down i'll see if i'm close yeah it sounds good all right uh we have uh, clearly killed yeah. enough time for one day uh next week Hopefully, we Man. will have both Mother and American Assassin yeah. if we can uh, pull that off. But I think at least Mother because right. uh, that's the one that is just so screwy that I have right. to You got to see sure it just I to see, see it. Right. Yeah, sure. I agree. Um, but yeah, so Mother next week and uh, probably some more TV as we get closer I to I can't uh, wait. We're only, like, we're only like two weeks away from Blade Runner. Yeah. I'm I'm scared. It's pretty close. I yeah. I want Blade Runner to be so good. Yeah. Now Blade Runner is my big countdown now. I, I think I might have asked you this before, um, but I think it'll be interesting to uh, have listeners uh, know what's going on here. Yeah. But uh, are you going to watch it again, or did you watch it again? Oh, are, like are the, you are you going to are you going to refresh the your Scott version recollection? I of will. The original? I think I will. Though there's 40 versions. You know, the director's <laughs> unlimited, limited, right. Deckard cut. I mean, I don't know which one I'll see. I suspect I will watch one. Yeah. Right. You will, right? You're going to oh, watch yeah, it. Yeah. Did you already? No. 
No, yeah. I'm gonna. Uh, I don't think I, I'll do I've it right actually, before. I think I've I'll w- do it this week or next week, but I'm not gonna do it right before I go see it. I don't think that's the right. way to do it. I've I've watched it within the last couple of years anyway because I haven't. Uh, there was uh, there was a big anniversary edition DVD that came out. Oh so yeah, I watched it again. Or right, whatever, and I think I feel like that was. About two years ago, you have a version, maybe a year and a half. Two. I mean, you know that. I mean, there's not forty, but you know there's different ones. Yeah, you don't, yeah. You don't care which one. You're just no. like, I'll watch it. Yeah. Right. Doesn't All right. Anyway, uh, mother next week, and At least. Uh, thanks yeah. for tuning in. Yeah. Uh, please, please share, subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise, trick your friends into listening to us. Thanks. Bye. Hey listeners, on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.